That helps. I remember to do that. Okay, oh, so I'll just... Uh, why don't I do it? Why don't I start our it. discussion? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Cathode Ray podcast number 43. This is the return. The man, the myth, the legend. Steve Nutter is back from the brink. How you doing, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, and I'm feeling wonderful in the Good. dark annals yeah. of the uh crt bunker so so uh, yeah, it really looks like good. a bunker the arty kind of lighting that you've got on yourself mm, there yes steve's there entering go. his renaissance phase right now <laughs> <laughs> need some more translucent items on the shelves behind me and we'll be getting there so we're getting there yeah you'll feel yeah things so are first good. of all how you how you feeling man i mean you've made the video we all got yeah. that how you feeling the days this is probably gonna go out on the monday so a few days later but how generally are you yeah, I would think that, uh, you know, by this point, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. I feel much better than I did last week, mm. and that's for sure. Woof. And uh, <sighs> since I got out, I mean, I've been feeling progressively better each day. It's just more about kind of uh, I do feel a bit still fatigued and get kind of winded a little bit easier. So I should just bear with us today on the show a little bit. Sure. But, yeah. It's kind of like, um, you know, you're thinking something and it's just like your body just doesn't have the energy to maybe do it yet. So I'm just, I, I've, my wife has been giving me a hard time saying, I'm hoping you're not doing too much. And I was laughing. I was like, I've literally been sitting on the couch all day oh. and I watched like a 10 piece special on Michael Jordan yesterday. <laughs> it was like eight hours of just me on the couch. So That's no not, worries. Did you watch, was it the last dance? On, yeah. On and I've never yeah, seen yeah, it okay. before. Uh, and so yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. all right. I'll watch it, and then, yeah, man, it's you talk about bringing back some great memories. It Holy is. crap, that was that like, I was trying to explain that to my son today, you know, because LeBron James has been in the news, like, today mm. when we're filming this because he broke the scoring record of, like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm. And I was like, man, uh, my son watched some of the, he's 11, he watched some of the um, uh, show with me at, at times, and uh, I was like, basketball is just never going to be the same as it was, like, when Michael was in it you know it was so awesome why like do you think NBA. it was different to then i don't what know it was just it? such like it was it's like all these things feel like they kind of come to peaks in societies right now it's yeah. like it's like basketball back then was bigger than everything mm. like it it was and michael was the biggest star you know above everything it was like bigger at least here i don't know about mm. growing up where you were but like in america there was no bigger star probably uh, in the entire, you could throw every Hollywood star in there at the time, and none of them would be bigger than Michael Jordan uh, during his like final the, run years. You know, peak. you've given yeah. some credence to my nostalgia because I mean I was a huge basketball fan, and that was uh, what ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. I'm leaving school. Well, then. he's yeah, he his last. That's the thing. The last dance. I think it says like ninety eight. So that's like the last year. Yeah, of Jordan. That, that period. So it's like all pre that was all Jordan. So we were went to baseball. We were nuts in high school. We yeah, it was all Jordan. It was all NBA. We're playing the games. We knew the players. Uh, I remember getting the, the either the latest game that year on the Mega Drive or something. Or then I remember having an old basketball game on the Amiga. I forget which one now. And then like retyping in the names of every player so I would have the latest update. And I thought, oh, the basketball cards, too. Uh, Upper yeah. Deck, 
collecting these. This was a, a huge high point. And I thought, well, maybe I just moved on, but it seems that maybe basketball, even as a cultural phenomenon, had a bit of a peak. And then, as you say, things go up and down. So I thought it was just me, but maybe no, that I was mean, just the period. I feel like that, you know, it was going... Um... I don't know. He it, it, it's it's really just it was so fun to relive all that. Such a shot of nostalgia for an entire day of just mm. re because at that time period, like you said, I was coming up and I would have been between. I was been all my teenage years, and so I can remember so many nights just sitting in my bedroom when I'm supposed to be like getting ready to go to sleep, and I'm watching mm. these NBA finals and like all the basketball games, just watching, just like on the edge of my seat and just watching every bit of it. And, uh, and just remembering how like you could always count like a Michael Jordan, just at the end of the thing, mm. really winning it. So, um, but yeah, we didn't even plan to get into this discussion, but that's that was... all right. But you, I, but I was going to say, were you were saying earlier though, you watching some laser disc. Did you have the laser disc? Oh now? yeah, I have. Yeah. I, I, so, I've been playing around with the laser disc more. I when I so before the week before I got sick, I went out to uh Manhattan and to Brooklyn mm -hmm. and I stayed a night there. I had to go deliver a Sony PVM uh to the Museum of Modern Art and when I was in there, I stayed the night in Brooklyn and then went to Brooklyn Video nice and arcade uh mm -hmm store there and i hung out with like bob and a bunch of other guys jose cruz ben fong steve the owner of the store and then about a half a dozen other guys came and hang out and i bought some stuff from steve because he had like the most random he like buy anything there would come in the store at brooklyn so he had a couple of these oh uh, cool retro tig minis which yeah we always like laugh about they're never in stock anymore mm. so he had two of them and i bought two of them because i was like okay. i'll take one of these to my mom's house and leave it there and then uh i hooked the other one up coming out one of the uh sides of my laser disc player ah, and then i started okay, yeah. using that into my big screen uh well my my 50 inch plasma screen mm -hmm. so the, the laser disc 480p right so now wait let's yeah that's why i want to get into the resolutions we're talking here so does the yeah. laser disc have does it, your one have s video out or just composite no this one just has composite Okay, so, so that's all right. Got, so. uh, it's all just composite. Mm. Um, so yeah, it comes out and it definitely improves it because before then I was actually just feeding it straight into the composite video input on the front of the TV because this Ooh, TV is okay, so yeah. old it still has composite yeah, yeah. inputs, but um, it would do its own versions of filtering and things. But with this, I could get it, you know, to 480p through HDMI, and then I could still use the TV's filterings to change some things on it. Um, so the TV's okay with 480p. 480i was too much. Yeah. And the, it's deinterlacing wasn't going well, but give it 480p. Well, and it's it, hard. Boom. You know, you get those. I, it, well, there's this weird thing that does happen when you're doing yeah. with that 480i, and I, it's, it's something where, like, you could see the deinterlacing, but it's never actually like a, a line's missing. You know, it looks like it's deinterlacing within the background. You know, like okay. a moving item might look like it's deinterlacing across the solid background because huh. it's like doing a 480p trick where it's line doubling, but then you get these mm -hmm. weird things where it's like on the edge, you might see like the lines, right? Like the okay. defined scan lines of a frame. And it, 
so there's always that um and then some of them aren't r- recorded on the greatest video quality now the ones okay. that i have that are like really good are quite interesting to watch i still think it looks better on any kind of it looks better on a crt yeah it's just Absolutely. at least this way I can blow it up and I didn't have to really mess with it very much. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's but it's nice. Fun. That's a nice way. Yeah, it's cool. Out. Like, so the the so the laser disc player does have dual outs, like two mm-hmm. c- coming out. So one goes into the big the TV and the this into the TV, and then the other one can go into any CRT oh, from okay. composite and works at the same time. Yeah, and it doesn't lose any quality. Or anything. Ah, so I was, this, is, um, this is like a karaoke unit. So it's meant to have like weird multiple, uh, you know, like yeah, okay. One two screen screens for the going at right. Yeah. And then out. it's got a, all these things in the front for holding a microphone or, you know, microphones inputs. Mm-hmm. So I don't actually have any of those deep, those laser disc karaoke things, but. Uh, That'd be pretty I'd, fun. I'd love, I would really love to get into LaserDisc. I just can't find one in Europe. I'm sure they exist. They're there. People are going to be like, oh, no one. They're just not common and certainly not out here. So I think my best bet is going to be to haul one home from Japan uh, the next time. But even like, even bulk, LaserDisc, they're bulky. They're yeah. bigger and heavier than your standard. On the whole, bigger and heavier than your standard VHS. So even that I've been a bit because I got this great. Uh, I'll grab it up here. Wait, I got this. I found the original trilogy uh, uh, on Laserdisc, and I don't even have a Laserdisc player. But this was so dope. So this was only ten bucks for this because Laserdiscs are very common in Japan. They're all in the junk bin. You can find many, many movies. You, I mean, if you're a Laserdisc collector, get yourself to Japan right now. They are cheap. And readily available. And what I liked about it is each of them has this great artwork. I know it's the remaster, but uh, I was actually hoping to pick up. Um, well, it's the size of a vinyl, right? Laser discs are that's, the size of a vinyl. Thing. Yeah, they're they're yeah. beautiful. They're beautiful. Like it's it's a beautiful thing if to find those and and like they're yeah. loaded with goodies. Like these are a. Uh, Someone who's into like pr- having actual physical media, these things are like a dream, right? <laughs> Big and real. And I wanted to find some, uh, like some sort of frame that's a square right. meant for a, a, a vinyl where you maybe display your nice case or something. And I was hoping to get three of those and then put them on the wall, one, two, three, and display them. So I'm still looking. Yeah. I can't find any yet. Uh, I got I to gotta keep looking at those. So yeah, the laser disc. Well, I will tell you the laser disc is such a weird novelty um, mm. that, like, I almost feel like you could go in and, and do what you're talking about and collect it as art pieces that- and maybe try to find and get lucky like I did one that's working. Mm. Um, I do know that, like, when I would put that up at the booths, anytime I, when I actually had it at the one booth, so many people came over to just yeah. look at it, right? Because they're sure. like, I've never seen a laser disc before. Can I look at and they were just blown away. So it's really it does attract a lot of people. Mm. Um, but now, outside of that, is... it's not as like yeah. you could. I mean, it's easier now. So easy to just stream movies and content in better quality. Right. right. So I think each of those movies is two discs. They're th- wow. two 
three sides. One side of each is not used. And then so one's empty. Yeah, that's One side's common. empty of each movie. Yeah, on yeah. the longer movies. Because they could only mm-hmm. put like 45, 50 minutes mm. on each side of a disc. And it's 480i. Uh, it's like no. It's basically good. The best VHS. Is that right? Or it's the, the better. It's the yeah. It's I don't know. I haven't researched it as much as a, to say anything about being an expert on it yet. But the um, the thing is, is it's a lot better than obviously a tape playback sure. at this point compared to VHS. Sure. And the good thing is, is I feel like um, I'd rather. It's much easier to deal with fifty laser discs. Than 50 VHS tapes. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> you do get the vice versa. You get the bigger machine, mm. but you get the cooler physical media that you can almost easier, you know, because even if you just like stacked them up and set them in sure, a sure. shelf, you like, could all yeah, like vinyl. Yeah, yeah. It, it would take a lot less space than um, the VHS collection. And VHS degrades no matter what. Mm. Like, I've seen ones that I've opened brand new sealed. That are molded on the inside hmm. plenty of times, so these are not. But these are not immune either to disc rot. All right, so they yeah, can right. flake mm. and then not play back if that happens. Like you know, like any game. Hmm. I guess the composite is the yeah the tricky part. My uh, VHS, I got a Sony VHS DVD combo, and it's got. Well, it's got composite out, it's got S video out, it's got RGB out, but VHS will only come out of, I think composite actually, VHS won't even come out of the S video. And I understand it's not like, I would like the VHS to come out of RGB, not that I expect it to be better quality, simply that it would integrate into my SCART switch much easily now i've got to have a scart switch and i've got to have some sort of composite switches so i would love like i could even deal with it if it had a like if it was using composite over scart and just on the scene i could even deal with that but no 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 it's going purist it's only yeah. going to output composite so well okay everything looks good on the bvm though as you say yeah you know that's it's fun to play around with composite on crts because then you can mm. use the filters on the crt itself and especially a BVM, you can do a lot with just those. Uh, you don't, you know, you get your signal. You can do a lot with the knobs and uh, yeah. Tell phase, us about because chroma. I've yeah phase chroma uh, these. I've the noticed comb that filters, the comb things. filter. I've had mm-hmm. to when I'm watching VHS. I've got to turn the comb filter on to get an improved result. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was made for. Is an mm-hmm. automatic filter that's trying to go over there and calm down the usually erraticness of the signal but the um the bvm uh, will let you separate that because there's a couple of extra things you can do on composite that you won't be able to do on rgb and it's all different filters because that's what they want with rgb is just raw unfiltered whatever you see is what you get Um, but composite it's not really like that you know so what I've been doing is uh, I've been trying to I, I've got a small three port SCART switch which I'm using for my Sharty SCARTY component plugs and then I don't have a composite switch so what I did in my BVM is I pinched the extra 21D cards 
from the other BVMs that okay. I have. And I've been loading up my 20-inch with extra 21D cards, which the 21D, for those uh, who are uh, listening, the 21D can take component, uh, it can take composite, it may be able to take RGBS, it hasn't got a sync line. So I don't know, and I've been meaning to test. Could yeah, it take I think it sync might on take green. It on green, yeah, right. Or Sony or loves sync might, on green. Or you might be able to like tie it into the sync on the main card somehow, like oh, share the sync line. Sometimes yeah. you can do that through the, but then you'd still have to then tie it over into that sync. Tie line. that one there, because I'm sort of yeah. just trying to come up with this hybrid. I don't have an yeah. all-in-one switch right now. Uh, that does everything I want it to do. So you don't have a composite switch yet? You didn't find a good one of those? Ah, I did find composite, but I didn't buy any in Japan. But uh, I, I was do have. Say this, like, as I found a good Extron one. Well, I, I was going to say that's what I do have is an Extron composite switch, but it's rack size. Yeah, it's, that's so what it's mine a, is. It's got like eight freaking, inputs. Right. And I'm it's actually eight thinking inputs, about using eight that. outputs, actually. Mine is. So I want to use that. I think I will, but it's always like, well, then there's the BVM, then there's the remote, then there's the VCR. It's like I'm stacking this thing like a tower of oh, power. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to build a rack for it, you know, because <laughs> that's what you'll be doing next, welding. Something like that. Welding. Good. I have not welded yet. So my father <laughs> used to weld when I was a kid. So okay. Really? Yeah, yeah. He go. had the, the arc and the, the thing and you got and yeah, and that stuff. So, yeah, so I've only got one big-ass composite switch, and I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of composite, let's let's jump on over here and talk sure. about uh, N64, because I really... Oh, let's do it. Because, like, I really wanted to talk about it since you brought it up in our pre-show notes, even though we were, had so many things. Um, mm. So, yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about it, and we'll, we'll get some conversation going on it. Sure. So, uh, as I was saying in the last podcast with Roger, I dug out the N64. Uh, this one is a Japanese model that has the Voltar mod installed, so it's RGB enabled. And I couldn't find the RGB cable, so I just used the standard uh, Nintendo composite multi-out. And on the BVM, it looks great. I really, really liked it. And that's why I started this Twitter thread with Voltar asking, dude, are you, is your mod affecting composite? Because it just looks great. And, you know, Voltar was Voltar. But the answer <laughs> was, no, I'm just getting composite straight out of the N64. And I'm loving it on a professional monitor. It's smoothing the 3D. I've, I found yeah, the RGB yeah, cable yeah. now. I'm not even sure whether I should plug it in. Yeah, so uh, the funny part is, yes, yeah, how like everybody, I mean, the 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 N sixty four is one of those things that you like, and then you start playing, and you're like, man, this is yeah. this is such a shit era of <laughs> just whatever was going on there was mostly shit. Mm -hmm. Now I won't say that about everything because like you. You sure. brought up racing games. I never played the one, or I don't. I didn't play like the rally or the real racing ones like you were playing. I thought you were meaning more like Diddy Kong Racing and like ah, Wave okay. Race <laughs> and uh, uh, Donkey Kong or you know uh, whatever the uh, my kid Mario Kart sixty four. Mm -hmm. Those were you know legendary in my household and um, like Mario Party. Those first mm -hmm. few games like that. But I always had the softest spot on the N64 personally for the wrestling games. The wrestling. Re the you wrestling. remember the wrestling games? Wrestling. 
Uh, no, yeah. because I, I didn't play many wrestling games when I was a kid. We knew the wrestling was a thing, but it sort of wasn't. We were playing the basketball games, not the wrestling games. So what wrestling games were you playing on the N64? I mean, so there was, first off, there's WCW versus NWO World Tour came out, right? Mm-hmm. And this one. Oh, he's got This one tell. came out and it was oh, no. just, uh, oh, actually, I probably do have it over here. Yeah, let me see. Look, hang on. <laughs> And we can see the background of the wood grain bunker that Steve's hats. He's got things. He's deep, deep underground. He's a survivalist. <laughs> I was watching the Last I, of Us episode three. He's a survivalist. Uh, yeah, there's something creeping around in here. I've got uh, all kind of booby traps set, you know, to be, make sure I'm okay. Now this one, the original. Okay. So this one changed it all. It was from THQ. And just whatever, they redesigned this engine that just worked specifically on this. And every good game that ever came out on the N64 that was a wrestling game was based off of this game. And and the same, you know, Mm. relatively same team went and they made, I think, like a half a dozen of them by the end of it. Okay. Uh, it was the classic was era the of sports one. games. Yeah. Well, it was back out. too when, like, again, when we were talking about how there was a time, uh, <laughs> it's funny enough, there was a time when basketball was kind of peaking in the late 90s, right? Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. same thing that was happening with wrestling. So yeah, wrestling okay. was peaking. And the funny thing was, is I saw the, I forgot about this, but like Rodman, Rodman was leaving, Dennis Rodman was leaving in the NBA playoffs after games. And then he would go tape wrestling shows with Hulk Hogan and they would get on there and they would talk shit about how they were going to beat up Carl Malone. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it was awesome. He'd like run out and hit DDP diamond Dallas page in the back of the neck with like a chair, like Rodman. And it'd be like on the news. It'd be like, where's Rodman? The bulls are super upset. Where's Rodman been? He hasn't been to practice. And uh, so it was, it, it, it just, super funny to think about how that was kind of the same thing it peaked at the right time Mm. uh it was like most wrestling games weren't that great up until like this one like you could do a whole lot in there and they made them better off of each other and uh they're not you know they're not the greatest games really to go back and play now because it's the graphics are so cheesy almost but uh it was definitely a special time anybody who knows about N64, a lot of there. So there's a good pe- portion of people that are just in for the wrestling. <laughs> and that's a game you would want to play that with the original N64 controller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's because that's like you're used to it, and it's all based on that specific controller. Okay, the way you do like your I... special in- involves that's, you know, that controller pretty much. I mean, you could do a GameCube con- controller too. Because they came out with that same kind of game evolved into GameCube after that. Hmm. I was thinking about what I was saying about N64 controllers. And I think the reason that I like a modern stick for racing games is generally a racing game uses just left and right, one axis. And for that, a modern stick is real good. I think it flicks, I can go flick, flick, I can go back, back, and it kind of works. I wouldn't, I think, use it for... Uh, maybe wrestling, maybe the Mario 64, where you've got to use the full range of motion. That's where mm-hmm. I kind of think, all right, maybe I want that original N64 stick with that proper diamond. They sort of can't replicate that exact range of motion. So if I've got to play a game that uses many directions, both axes, then I think I'm going to go original controller. 
So when you're, um, what did you did you get a N64 back when they were kind of new, or is this like nah. a scene you skipped over? This is a scene I skipped over. So what there was, I had the Mega Drive, and then I kind of. After that, and then Nintendo, I don't think I owned a Nintendo until I bought a Wii, until I got given a Wii by my girlfriend at the time. Okay, uh, yeah. I don't think I actually owned one, so no, I, I, I definitely skipped it through. So no, I'm viewing it through a different lens. No, than, no, no, that's, yeah, that's through. just interesting. I didn't know, um, so like what you're, what are the specifically the games you've been playing right now uh, that you're liking, the racing ones? On the N64, there was one, yeah. Championship Rally 2000. And okay. it's trying to be Sega Rally. It's got the same thing, the feeling. It's not Sega Rally. They fail at copying Sega Rally, but it's still a pretty fun game. So I like that sort of stuff. I've been playing the F1 games. I've been trying, because uh, I was so interested in, in uh, wheels and, uh, and those things that I was doing all that work on before. That's led me to become now interested in old school F1 games. And I'm not using a wheel. I'm just using a controller. But I kind of like those. I was going, there's one, wait, there's like three or four of them and they've all got really similar names. So I couldn't tell yeah. you off the top of my head. Like if one's called Formula One with a number and the other one's Formula One with a O-N-E and this gets real confusing. So I think I was just going for straight up racing games at that time and enjoying them. But I'm thinking about Ocarina of Time. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's, I got less yeah, than 100 a hundred days till Tears of the Kingdom, so can I get a good knockout of Ocarina of Time? You can do it that days? easily. Yeah, True. dude. Uh, do you have like your RAM pack in that one? Yes. So okay. I, I'm very happy that I realized I bought two preview. I have two of them, uh, which. It's like one of those things I totally forgotten. I was in Japan looking at the price of expansion packs, and there, I mean, on the ground, thirty five bucks. Yeah, which they're is expensive. The, that's expensive, and that's on the ground in Japan if you're there. So even if you're ordering from Japan, you're still going to pay 40 45 50 these days for one. That's just what they're going for. Uh, so and I couldn't remember because I don't remember anything. And uh, I got back here, and I was very happy to realize that I've got two of them. So thank you, yeah, past Lewis, for Lewis, future Lewis, <laughs> thanks you. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, you always got to remember to look for that stuff now because it is a big deal on a, the pricing of the N64, mm. uh, if it has that or not, or the regular jumper pack. Uh, but also, what, I mean, how how sluggish do those games get at some points? Do they ever feel mm. like the frame rates dropping to like... <laughs> I don't know, there's, like 12 or something? There is a loop. Because I was playing these F1 games, right? So F1 has a lot of cars on the track, 10, yeah, I don't know, 15, right? right? So there's a, there's a gameplay loop that was happening over and over to me, which is you start the race, frame rate terrible. Just there's, especially the starting grid, there's so many cars. So then due to the shitty frame rate, you crash or something and <laughs> so you end up in 22nd place everybody's everybody's way ahead because you can't control it properly and then the frame rate's great now we have no problems playing the game it's real nice and smooth finally you work you get better you go through the corners i'm hitting apexes i'm doing braking correctly i get back to the rest of the pack frame rate tanks again i crash go back to it's just that goes over and over again. I couldn't sort of get myself up the rankings because yeah. it just kept crashing whenever it was tanking. 
I was one. I would always wonder too if that can be something. I'm sure that could be like fixed in the code, and then like if you're using the newer Crix card or something, you could get the frame rate to stabilize. I don't know, but maybe some way, maybe an emulation I, I, I you, uh, are you, Does that make you think you're going to get that EverDrive for that or no? That's pretty, I have the EverDrive a, already for that. Oh, you do. So oh, an well, old. I think you. the older one. I think it's called version okay. two point five. Uh, yeah. that uh, you have to click say you have to click reset for it to back up the battery and a few little yeah. things but it's it's a crix it's a real one as well it's not even a chinese one so uh that is is good for me to be able to play everything yeah um, i, I miss mine i don't know what happened to mine i must have lent it or sold it to somebody a long long time ago and i don't have it anymore my uh crix so you card, have but... no nintendo 64 in your right now <gasps> i have oh i have like two n64s but i only have like five or six games for it. Oh, okay. So, because that made me think about um, how, like, when you're a retro collector, you want at least one of everything. Of course, I want my yeah. N64. I want, of course, the cables, the controllers. But then I started, I, because I, if you've got one of everything of every console, then I start thinking, oh, maybe I need two for a backup which is how i end up with two controller packs or how i have one perfectly good xbox uh official xbox uh, 360 vga cable but then i think well who knows what could happen to that one day maybe i should get a second one now just in case and uh, i don't know do you feel that need to have one of everything and then sometimes like well maybe it's gonna die maybe i should get a second one yeah, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of things. All the CRTs. That was the first yeah, thing yeah, that okay. was. <laughs> so that's the first thing after I got my first. So the journey for me to get my first PVM was like that. Like it, it wasn't easy uh, when I got my very first one I actually liked. And then right after I got it, the whole time I was thinking, I need to get another one <laughs> in case something happens to this one. And fun, yeah. there was nothing wrong with that one. But, uh, yeah, I first off bought the wrong PVM. I bought a BVM. I bought the A-Series back in 2015 mm -hmm. without the component and RGB card, and that was the really hard card to get. So I was able to get, component, or I was able to get composite and S-Video into that thing. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then after that, I finally found a PVM that was a 1954 Q. That was the one that is just like one of the in better entry level. Uh, does everything from composite to component and RGB, mm. and it has a full service menu. And so I loved that one. And then yeah, right after that, I was like, I got to find another one. And that's all I tried to do after that was find another <laughs> one. And now I have a house full of those things. And I have all kinds. Of and you're too, like the you expert said. repairman now as well. Yeah, so no. either you could buy a bunch, you could buy a bunch to have backups of backups, or you could become the expert <laughs> repairman of something. Yeah. Or you could be both like you are. <laughs> yeah, then you got to figure out how to fix them. Mm -hmm. And then you just keep getting them when they come to you. But there's a lot of things around here that I have that I've just got tons of. Um, lately, my collection's been less about something specific. It's more about me seeing something, and it might even be something I already have. If it's like a super good deal, I'll probably just buy it, right? That's sure. just the bargain person in me. And then I might trade it for something. Um, actually, this happened. I never even told anybody about this. My garage right now mm -hmm. is filled with, no joke, eight 
full bins of parts from five and eight inch PVMs. Okay. Uh, like they have all been dissected down into like broken down into their parts. Uh, everything from tubes to like all the boards and they're all, they've all just been separated because the guy was going to salvage them. And instead these other guys got them and said they were going to bring them to me. So they just brought them here. <laughs> and, uh, and so I've got like, I mean, again, Eight, eight boxes of this stuff of just these parts and the good thing is a lot of them are like new bezels okay and Ooh, things but yeah but yeah like so people will just you know said send me that crap but it's i took it all and then i traded that guy uh some extra gamecube games that i had had and these are games that i've just picked up over the yeah. years and i mean years ago you know by five dollars and i can't believe a lot of those how much they've gone up Right, mm. like they a couple of those were like sixty dollars, so I was like, "We here, yeah." And he was happy so these to parts. So some blokes got them or had them, and they've got them in these bins or boxes. And like, uh, did you but like you've traded for them so you could get these parts? So they didn't expect yeah. you to stick them together. What was the kind of? How so this here's come the together? thing. So this somebody just reached out to me through Patreon. They're like, "Hey, uh, we got all these extra parts," and they sent me pictures upon pictures of this stuff. Hmm. And uh, I was like, "Okay, it's a lot. It looks like you know." And I'm like, "What do you want to do with it?" And they're like, "Well, uh, do you want it?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, if you want, if you're around this area and you want to bring it, I'll take it off your hands. Uh, I can't really offer you anything for it, really, you know, because it's." just parts and i don't know what it is and so um eventually they said they were going to bring him up or he said my buddy's going to bring him up and i started to talk to him and what they had done is this had all come out of like one big again either studio or something in and maybe uh atlanta area i believe of georgia and first a company got it the load of it and the reason they ripped all these parts out is they were planning on trying to salvage this stuff, like all individually, like all the boards, like they, they were a salvage company. They were, okay. they ripped up all these five and eight inches and, uh, they also had, but like a bunch of 20 inches that went with this load. Mm -hmm. And so somehow they maybe listed these monitors on the internet and these other guys found them locally and they just bought the whole load from them they okay. said well, give us all of it instead of like you taking just the monitors they said you got to take all the other parts too with it how and does so the they salvage thing work i don't get so there was a salvage company and well, the monitors were not working like, so they've ripped them apart why did they rip them apart do you understand like so do you know the life cycle of an electronic device from that era that's what it does it eventually ends up if this is like this is the approved way of this happening, right? It's like, okay. it's a professional environment that rips these monitors apart and breaks them down into each portion. So you'll have a pile of plastics. That's all the plastics. You throw all the screws mm -hmm. and all the other kind of recyclables are separated. The metal from the shell, the tubes taken on its own because the tube is not, mm. uh, we've talked about this, you know, it's got to be specifically disposed of. So that's tricky. Uh, but the rest of the stuff will be broken down into just its component level stuff. So they might even take them and they'll, uh, what, depending on what, however far they break down circuit boards, 
Some companies go as far as to, you know, strip the components off there and even maybe melt that down into something that's, again, extrudable and reusable, like some primary ore, or they could sell it as, like, scrap copper to another facility mm -hmm. that goes and processes it and turns it into a copper that's used in uh, production again as a new copper. So the so salvage like, guys decided, I mean, what? How, I guess I'm trying to get to, the salvage guys decided to break these monitors down. And yeah. all we've got now are crazy monitor people now buying this stuff up for parts and it ends up for you. Is it just a standard procedure when they get an electrical thing? I mean, maybe there was value in it. You know, do they? Do you think they just not Sometimes I mean, they do that. What they're doing mm -hmm. is they're like, they're used to getting into those devices and pulling all the all the wiring out, right? You just mm -hmm. clip all the wires, put that in a bin, you take that over to the scrap yard, you get 60 cents a pound for that. Okay. Like that's a, that's a commodity that can be sold okay. at 60 cents a pound. So that's what they're doing. They're running in there and they're just stripping everything and separating it out into stuff they can sell all the way down to what they can't sell, right? So it's like that is a standard procedure. They don't just go and, like, let the stuff um, pile up usually. Uh, they'll try, like, so it depends on the outfit, but, like, the places, the recycling centers and, like, the break, they'll do that with things that they can't sell or that are already obviously broken. Or Okay, because that was the next thing I was going to get to, that they haven't – understood or it's not quite as easy as we well they'll think still to like... try to sell some of this stuff there's a lot okay. that's what like ebay's filled with sellers that are these recycling firms mm -hmm. so the original thing is it's like the company that owns this equipment that's outdated originally is a, a commercial entity they go and hire r7 recyclers who's a certified epa recycler they come to the facility and they just take all the equipment out and then they give them a bill, right? And then they go back to their facility and they resell anything that's reusable and sellable. And they'll have people that work for them that relist it on uh, reselling sites. Hmm. And then if they can't resell it, they have to start processing it into something else that's sellable, okay. right? And they can't because they don't want to just keep it on site. Sure. But that's where CRTs are kind of tricky because they have to deal with the tubes. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they don't just rip up CRTs. Usually they don't rip up CRTs. Mm. But they must have thought there was so much in these small ones that they could rip them up. Right. Uh, At some stage they've decided, yeah. okay, we can't sell them for whatever reason. Maybe they can't ship them mm -hmm. or they can't find a buyer. And they've decided to rip them up. They're in the bins. And then these blokes have come along and said, we'll just take everything that you've got. There must be some point where the guys, the recyclers go, wait, they just took everything from no, the recycler this? Like, the recyclers are like, thank goodness. Now we yeah, got okay. room for the next load, and I'm not taking any more CRTs. Those take forever to get rid of. Because okay. you got to think uh -huh. about it for them. They're just mm. like quickly turnover, quick turnover. They don't like – that's the thing. If you're going and messing with a recycler and buying things from them, you can't go, oh, can I come down there and hook up yeah. my uh, – <laughs> my 240p test suite to each one of those monitors and just pick one of them and buy it for two no you've got to go in there and you just be like hey i'll buy all of it for pennies on the dollar pretty much because that's what they're working with you they'll work with you then mm -hmm. okay but you got to take all of it 
right? You got to take which the whole you've load. now ended up with. So you. So these guys came to you and just way. said, "Hey, do you want it?" They weren't like yeah, they like it together. They said, "Do you want it?" Okay. Yeah, I brought a trailer and just said, "Here, do you want?" And I was like, "Okay." So now it's, it's just, I have my garage kind of cleaned out. Yeah. And uh, now it's just got these fancy bins up there. I literally haven't even had time to look in. I've actually got so they're yeah they're just stuck stacked up there. So one day we'll go up there and see what's in them. That's going to be interesting to see. I mean, if there's a Beazles, this is a very good thing. Yeah, I did open one box, and it was just filled with the RGB monitors that are the 8-inch and 9-inch, just bezels, just right. good bezels that had just been pulled off. And I could tell the tubes like weren't bad either. So if people are looking for like 8- and 5-inch tubes, mm. uh, some of those, if they're good, they're going to be those will be reusable. This is great. This is really good for you. Yeah, mean, now you've got to store all this crap. Now, right? some yeah. of them, some of the tubes I could tell got like their necks broken. Mm, okay. So that's like the vacuum seals busted their trash. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple like that. And that's why I kind of told the guys, I was like, I can't give you any money because it might cost me to dispose of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were, they were fun. They were like, the guy was like uh, a young engineer just into this stuff. Mm. Um, a lot yeah, how did they? Did those guys it. want a, 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 a like? Did they just think, see it and go like, Steve would love this. I'm going to take it over to him. Yeah. And why? What was the their stuff. inspiration? Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know they're just. I, I guess they just like. They like the show. They like cool everything. Right on. Thank you very <laughs> much if you're listening. They got Thank the you stuff. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's good to have a so, good parts bid. Yeah, you've got quite the the parts stories there, which is good. I mean, you will use it at some stage, but yeah, there will is be it this some, year or five uh, years. Yeah, that's the it. it right, I maybe it would be fun to. I it would be interesting to see if I can put like anything back together, wouldn't it? <laughs> like if I could get it, like something put back together and and create. Um, the only thing I did notice is they just went through and cut the anode cap, like oh, so, like okay. those. I don't know whether that's something that um, is, like, refusable. Like, what could you replace that wire somehow? I don't know. Uh, It would seem awfully tragic to not be able to. But I don't know. Okay. Something else for your time because... You, you've got so much free time as it is. I do now, right? Yeah. No. Well, true. Oh, um, yeah, so things have been going pretty good. Hopefully we'll be feeling better, you know, as this, as time goes on. And I think we will. I think this time is good for you as well and, to, to yeah, take a rest. This, the, it is important to, to have this. Yeah, I think that everybody should uh, take time this year to make sure that just you're uh, doing all right. You know yourself out there, wherever mm-hmm. health, anything. If there's anything concerning to you, there's no problem going to get it like checked out. I think that's a big thing because I think that mm-hmm. it's pretty common for men to feel like, of course, tough and wait to the very last minute, right? To be yeah. like, I'm not never going to the doctor because definitely doesn't happen. Doesn't happen to me. I'm the tough guy, and like I tried a little bit to explain that in the video that. I had already felt guilty enough. My wife was stressed out for a new job she's been working at and to have to deal with two young kids and they both had been sick. And then I really wasn't able to do anything to help. Right. Two dogs that are a pain in the neck too. So she's got to run the household when you're, when you're out of (laughs) action. Yeah. So you feel already 
kind of bad enough. And then, but um, if you're not able to do anything, that's even worse, right? Something happened to me and I'm gone, isn't it? Really screwed, wow. right? So that's my, that was my main like thought and uh, focus on that was just, you know, making sure that, I could come back, and the good thing is, is like you know everything. We you know, I don't mind saying this. Like I'm on pace to be completely fine from everything that I've been told um, by the doctors, and so you know it was literally just such a freak event. They said super rare, and yeah. that I was able to just make it through it. So that's just like the good, the good end of everything. Is there's no permanent damage and i've talked to plenty of people who had you know weren't as lucky as i was or weren't you know things didn't come out the way they had for me where they came out and they were having to you know either be on medication or anything mm -hmm. for a long time or permanently so i feel mostly fortunate and um i feel like in a few weeks i'll feel really good yeah, I think so. That time, it's uh, your body you're sending you messages. For me, that's why I'll say I went to the gym today and only, I haven't been to the gym in months, but many, many months before I traveled and, and even before that. But my body was sending me some messages, not like chest pains or anything, but my soreness in the back. And I know what that means. That means you better go stretch and do something right now. <laughs> otherwise, I'm going to lay, otherwise my back is going to lay me out on the couch for a week or something like that. And I've got to work tomorrow and I've got to do some things and, and the weekend. So, um, yeah, I guess I took that inspiration. I'm like, okay, I will listen to my body. I'll do what I have to do. And then I will go to the gym and uh, make sure I follow Steve's good advice. Yeah, it was kind of wild. Like the first, I don't know, you know, leading up to this, that week before I got sick, I did so many things. Because you know, at first I drove... Um, myself all the yeah. way up to new york manhattan i drove got in the car and drove up that twenty five thirty and delivered it straight in like this the heart of the city there it was pretty crazy to drive it all the way yeah i was gonna say that sounds driving nuts. in new york city is insane so yeah. and then uh we had a great time over there hanging out with bob he brought over some bbms the little d9s and they both were acting really wacky. And uh, we were able to figure out that there's just like a loose cable on the flyback on there that causes the convergence and, and focus to just bounce like mm -hmm. out of focus. And then if you just tap the wire, it just like it'll go fine. So it's like it starts to short out. And so I, I we were laughing. I was just in there tapping it. And I was like, yeah, Bob, that's all you have to do to fix it is just <laughs> to open it up and tap this wire while it's turned on. <laughs> So you were there fixing monitors out the back of Brooklyn video games when you were yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> they were showing me all this stuff. Um, man, I had way too much fun there, though. It was, they're like, yeah, it's you know, it's Wednesday. It was a Wednesday night, so it was pretty slow. Uh, so we hung out, and uh, it was great. You're like, I don't, I'm not used to living in places, of course, like New York City, but you can like, I was like, where do I go get some beer? And then Steve's like, oh, here, man, come with me. And we literally walk out the door and walk right Around next door, <laughs> just next door. And then it's like, well, where do you get food? Out here, next door. And then it's so, that was, I mean, I always love going and hanging out. And um, mm, I'm excited so cool. to go back and 
do maybe I had some great ideas. I, I got to talk to some of the guys there that work there. And uh, hopefully some of these ideas can come to fruition because I think they're pretty good. But um, that'll all be for future to determine. Sure. I'm not going to mention so any of Brooklyn yet. Video Games. I've, I was there once some years ago and I went to a little store. And is there like a basement or something where the so machine... So that is probably the original store uh, that you went to. They opened okay. a second location and he told me this was their second year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they yep. have a full they have a full basement. They even have a back patio. And <laughs> nice. so yeah, I mean it was awesome and big store. I mean, they had yeah, Lewis, you'd love it, man. They had had I bet they had a half a dozen candy cabs in there. Mm-hmm. Um another I'd say half a dozen other arcade machines and uh different styles, you know, like a couple of Neo neo geo machines um a couple of marvel versus capcom dedicated machines you know two of those those are pretty awesome and they had you can see pictures from their twitter profile uh but steve he's got the four candy cabs set up you know against one wall and they alternate between the two of them as like which one's hooks to each other so like it's like if you're on one and you're playing against the same game against somebody else, you're you're skipping a seat. You're the next one, right? Okay. You see, and then like same thing. So they said they love like they set up that so because people then can't watch your hands. Yeah. Okay. If you're playing against somebody, so. But it was really cool. That was, That's a uh, thing because I'd be like, if I'm watching yeah. your hands, I'm not looking at my thing. I, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's what I don't said. know so the don't highest like levels of yeah, the game. I don't like right. it. No. No, there's some guys. There was a guy there that was like high ranked and uh, Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. And um, like they had just come back from some tournament there. So. They were going into the details of it. I really didn't know much about it, but. It was fun. It was great to meet them and hang out. And um, I can't like I go on those fighting machines and I just jump on. I get my ass whipped. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I love it. I want to. I I want yeah. to be involved, but I just can't. I once here in Tallinn many years ago. I once there was a, a, a video games like some sort of internet cafe and, and different things, and I ran a Smash Brothers night, and I was like the worst player there. Uh, I just liked running it because I also saw the. Um, there's a group for Smash players in Stockholm in Sweden, and they're having this like getaway where they're like renting a whole big place out in the archipelago. It's a really nice place in the countryside. They're going for three or four days, and it was only like two fifty for to get everything accommodation and the food is covered. And I thought, oh, that'll be the coolest shit to go to, but I can't play that well. Like, not even it wouldn't be good. Like, I'm playing against the best guys in Sweden. And uh, I feel like I just get my ass kicked time and time and time again. You have to take lessons from Shank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what he'll do. He'll teach you and get you ready <laughs> for the tournaments. Yeah, they'll tell you about the ghetto out. tournaments that go through the United States. The, did you the, – one of, one of the guys – I met a couple of these guys when I was in uh, Connecticut – for the gaming convention in uh last summer and shank was there and he had a couple of these guys he had he knew from uh that were high on the tournament scene of smash bros 
Mm. And they were showing me this video from one of them that they had recently been to where this CRT just sparked and started smoking and caught on fire. <laughs> He's like, he said that they will have the most ghetto, awful CRTs. Like, you'll go, there'll be like one nice CRT, and you'll be stuck playing on one that's got like a half a pink screen, half a green <laughs> screen, and then you're stuck playing, or it's like so fuzzy you can't see. Uh, it's, it's like they'll be like pincushion warped in. and But the best one was they literally pulled up a video clip of this thing, just catching on fire in the middle of the Smash Bros. tournament. Funny. Oh, that's so dope. <laughs> oh boy. So well, yeah, we're getting towards else on that. the agenda. Well, we got a few more things, but I think we got some good topics, but we could also uh leave it for another day as well. Now that I'm back, you're ready, uh and you've got this nice new setup here, so we can record again next week and do a few more episodes. Usually you go for like an hour and a half, so maybe it's good to have a, a nice little Yeah, that's one fine. Here. Still getting some stuff figured out over here anyway. My my sure, camera so. wants to focus again, so hopefully get everything worked out, ironed out back here in the bunker. Yeah, it's looking time. nice. So the bunker is downstairs from where you were, the lounge room area where you were previously Yeah, filming. so this is like, yeah, I can kind of show things Ooh. around. So this is like... Okay, yep. This yep. is the the solder soldering area kind of where I do all the sit here and do all that and then i've got lighting above and around me okay and then i'm gonna put you to full screen when i edit this like i'll put this to full it's, screen it's darker over in that area obviously but that's like where the storage is and then i've got another workbench right there that's on wheels and and such so oh, i'm so jealous having so much room oh it's all yeah it's a lot of space but there's a lot i mean it's a lot of things in it right now but i've actually gotten quite a few pvms i bought and i haven't had time to mess with yet i bought a 13 43 md and then i bought a 1344 q which actually showed had a big crack in the bezel mm -hmm. when it arrived and it shipped um and i wound up keeping it for i think i paid him a hundred dollars for it wow. i said i'll just and i because it works perfectly and I just have to take it all the way apart, and it's got one huge crack in the bezel. So um, I got that one, and it's, there's supposed to be a Olympus uh, OEV203, which is the 20-inch mm -hmm. PVM. That's supposed to be getting shipped today by UPS, and I can't believe it's not going to show up just destroyed. You know? Yeah, okay. That's these are coming from eBay. All these are coming from yes, eBay? Yes, and this yep. was somebody... Who I actually communicated with, and they were delaying shipping, and this was all going on too while I was sick. And they would send me messages like, "We need to hear from you about this shipping." As they asked me if I could go drive and pick it up an hour away from here, from a <laughs> hub, and I said, "No, that's not an option." I was like, "I want to ship to my door, and that's it." And then I was like, "You can use you ship if you want, and you set it up that way." And they'll just come get it. And they're like, "Well, we'll just do UPS." And I was like, "Okay, but please make sure you." But I said, please, I said twice, I was like, please make sure you pack to meet their insurance standards if it's damaged. Oh, we will. We promise. So we'll see what they say. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So what happened? I got it. They split it up into two boxes. And for some reason, I got only a small tube box delivered yesterday. <laughs> and it had 
you know, it had a splash guard cover for the buttons or for okay. the front. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just that. And then the little uh, U-hooks on the front. And it just, you know, that were like unscrewed and pulled out to send to me in a different box. So I was like, <laughs> at first you? I thought it was a joke. I was like, yeah. this is not a full PVM. This does not count as delivered a full PM. But they're like, oh, sorry, we have two boxes coming. And so box one came, and now I'm like, oh, boy, box two sure isn't come yet. Okay. So we'll see. That stuff's not too that's bad. I mean, even the, you would imagine the cracked bezel one. So that's 13-inch. Is this like – remember that thing we were talking about where there's a, a number difference between the uh, European and American versions? Like you have 9-inch, but – no, you have 8-inch – PVMs, but I might say nine. Is it the same yes, with the thirteen this and fourteen? Would say, the European version of this one would say the fourteen forty four Q. Might even say M or the fourteen forty three. They would say that, and it would still be the same thirteen incher. Uh, they stopped that when they got to like the M's. Right, because that's yeah, that's when they stopped it. So, but the, this one would say that, and then there might be a slight difference to it, but I doubt it uh, internally. Really, sure. I doubt there's really anything. I don't different. think so either. So, okay, that's, re- so it's the same. The thing, real yeah. good thing about the the one that I got shipped that got the back, cracked bezel. The reason you really want to save it is it was one of the only ones from that era that could do component. Mm-hmm. Like the other ones can do RGBs. But they couldn't do component. This one can do both. It's got a switch on the back between component or RGB. So even with the cracked bezel, I would imagine if you do your magic on it, refurbish oh, it, yeah. make sure that everything's up to speed, you know, fix the bezel as good as you, I think you would still be able to get a very fair price for that and make it worth your while to, to turn that around. Yeah, or, um, hold. you know, that could be one to hold on to as just like one here. Okay, Or. Yep. Something, you know, or somewhere where somebody, yeah, is looking for a deal on something or, you know, and I feel like, hey, I need to get rid of it. That's Mm. usually what happens. I usually end up with a monitor like this every once in a while and I hold on to it for a while. And then somebody's like, oh, I really want one. And and I'm like, okay, well, here, I need to get rid of this one because another one will come in just like it. Mm. It's not hard for them to break them. (laughs) (laughs) I was asking about the the 14 because I still have my original 14-inch PVM uh, in my storage. Mm. I saw it today and I remembered it. And that was the one that was in the car fire, the first car fire, (laughs) and that got water damaged. And I got it out the back of the car before they took it away. I left it made for some days, made sure that it was very, very, very dry. I turned it on and it worked at first and then it stopped working two days later. And um, it was Did maybe because, again? well, I don't think I've tried again after that. So I'm thinking this might be my summer project is to completely dismantle it, clean those boards as much as I can and see whether I can get this thing back to life. And because what I hope hasn't happened is that the fire, whatever the, they, it's not quite water, the fire brigade spray, that's some sort of detergent chemical mix that I think that got in and that might've been a little bit corrosive or something uh, yeah, that could possibly be. would have happened. So I'm hoping that that hasn't corroded the insides too much and a bit of a clean will help it. So that's my project. Sometimes if uh, there could be like dampness 
and it gets into the CRT, they won't turn on. And then you could literally unplug them and come back a day or two later and they'll dry out and you turn it on and it functions properly. So there's definitely, that's not, I'm not saying what your situation is obviously different. If they're spraying it at a large amount and it gets inside of it. But there, I have had things where I've gone and there'd be a lot of humidity in the room and you could tell the board's probably internally wet from the humidity because the outside of the monitor's wet. Mm. And if you click it on and it might go and then like turn off and you're like, oh goodness, why did I even turn it on? Yeah. Come back after it dries out and it works perfectly. Okay. Um, so well, this one's been now sitting there for more than a year, year and a half if it or just something. It and turned it on if it just started working. <laughs> It worked. It, yeah, that'd be funny. It worked and then it didn't work and then I kind of left it. Because I remember when I turned it on, I mean, I've just pulled this thing out the back of a car fire. So I have this highly sensitive piece of electrical equipment. So I remember what I did is I, I kind of left it on the balcony and then I ran the cord to an extension cord, which I ran further in the house. And I was not going to press that button on the front of the PVM. I pressed it and then I went to five meters away to the extension cord, like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like Doc Brown and Back <laughs> to the Future. Because I'm like, if that thing blows up, I am not standing next to it. But nothing... <laughs> Like I'd be like Shank CRT that sparked everywhere. I was thinking I something like how, that yeah. would happen. I don't know how it would even. It's so funny. People, you know, you look at a CRT and you think like it's going to explode in some manner, yeah. right? Probably not. So nothing happened though. I, I didn't yeah. need to take that level of precaution, but you never, you never know. So I'm look. I would like to have that 14 inch uh, redone. That would be a nice. Which one is it? Is it? Is it uh, do you remember mm. the model on it? No, I don't, unfortunately. It did RGBN component. Okay. Uh, I don't and think it had a service video. menu. Mm, had an on-screen menu. I remember yeah, that much. Okay. There was an yeah. on-screen menu in that. So, uh, yeah, this could be, you, could tutor, you could tutor me through and guide me through, mentor me mm, through. Yeah, well, that's, that yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll tell you, you bring it on and then I'll talk about it because I don't want to do any work myself for a while so you can get it out. <laughs> Get it, sure. well, you can use me while I'm recuperating, yeah. and I'll just I'll just watch you until you do the wrong things and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just touch that wire like I did. Yeah, no problems. Yeah, see that red just and black one that. just together. Just, just don't touch, worry about that. Yeah, I was I did actually I was telling some of the doctors like what I did. I was like, yeah, you know those. Remember those old things you guys used to look at like ultrasounds on the big boxy ones? Yeah, those are big business now. If you know where any of those are, please tell me. <laughs> yeah. God, this guy's on his deathbed and he's still like, you got any CRTs? Come on, Doc. I know, I know this is a hospital. I know you did radiography and imaging. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Right. So. <laughs> it's funny, mate. Mm. All right, mate. Let we, why don't we wrap it up here? Right. It's been a good... Um, um, we're all good. very pleased that you're doing well. Thank you for sharing that story story as well um you know you could have just said oh, i'm not feeling good and da 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 so it's very uh nice to hear that for everyone so thanks mate yeah i just my hope is that it just um and i think it already probably has you know it, it mm. maybe somebody will have something unexpected happen to them and they'll be able to go and just think about that and it will maybe give them the courage to just say hey maybe i should just go in and see how I'm doing. <laughs> sure. And then that might save somebody's life. So that's really, 
that was really the only point to that was to just also it was very therapeutic for me to be able to uh tell that kind of long story one time mm-hmm. and then if anybody really wants to know the long version <laughs> they can just go look at that and then i don't have to sit there and kind of tell that story over and over and over again and then like who knows man maybe my kids my grandkids my great grandkids yeah. one day will want to look back and see something like this, you never know. So yeah, when your families call it up, trying to find demo. out how you are, you can be like, just watch the video. Just exactly, yeah. Uh... Somebody's like, "Ooh, I actually watched your whole video, and I want to see. <laughs> how, are you doing okay?" And I'm, oh wow, okay, yeah, I'm doing good. Did it, I was gonna say, did any of them pull the? I, I watched your full video for once. Like, yeah, <laughs> low key. Like, like usually, yeah, I would never yeah, watch this scared. shit. But... <laughs> yeah, I was like, now I'm having. The near death. I'm going to get the near death experience uh, algorithm <laughs> sent to my channel. <laughs> but no, actually, I I was actually happy. Some of the comments were nice. I had like um, somebody who said they were a doctor, and they were like, "This kind of information is extremely helpful because most patients, even when they go in, don't want to really even tell this much hmm. of just what I had said, how this led up to you know yeah. this." thing so i was just hoping that yeah kind of like that may be helpful just like anything else that i'm doing with the crts you know just like showing people stuff about them this was just a little more important indeed all right everyone thank you very much for watching the cathode ray podcast like and subscribe if you're still here we appreciate your support steve's got the patreon uh where you can uh you know find out help support him also if you're looking for the monitor information he can help you on the patreon over there steve i'll talk to you next week mate See you next time. Bye-bye.